Welcome back to another episode of Things My Friends Know. I'm your host, Lisa Lindenfelser, and I'm here to talk with my friends about their passions. In today's episode, we chat with Ryan A. about his passion for alternative energy and how alternative energy is accessible for everyone. Hello and welcome. And we're here today with Ryan, not to be confused with the other Ryan that we had on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. So Ryan, welcome. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. Yes, it is. forward to this all week. I'm so glad to hear that. Um, so we're here today, obviously, to talk about alternative energy. So I think one of the first questions that I have for you is like, what is alternative energy for people who are not familiar? Yeah, so the way the way that I look at it is... Um, non-fossil fuel related so we we have the traditional petrol if you were from england or, <laughs> or some fossil related fuels where you're burning coal burning something um mm-hmm. that you've been doing the last hundred years and then you have all the new technologies that are out there where you're looking at solar you're looking at hydro um, wind new does nuclear count as alternative energy yeah I, yeah it, i mean cleaner is, okay. is kind of the way that i look at it there's uh, uh, the hydrogen powered type things that that produce electricity from chemical reactions but yeah that's the way i look at it okay non, a... non-carbon polluting type alternative energies love it the way i look at it there's a movie that i really loved called i heart huckabees i don't know if you've seen that and, <laughs> i haven't no i've heard oh of it gosh, but i haven't it's seen it the most bizarre movie in the history of the world but mark Wahlberg is in it and he plays a firefighter and the movie was like shortly after 9 11 and he doesn't has he always a... play a firefighter in from boston <laughs> don't know (laughs) but (laughs) but in the episode or in the movie rather he um has this line that i will never forget where he's like we'd all be heroes if we stopped using petroleum nice (laughs) and that's what i think of when i hear the word petroleum (laughs) was was the uh the movie about no or was it just about fire it's just some random climate so you know the movie is actually about a department store kind of like Bergner's or Macy's and or something like that and um, is Huckabee's the name of the store yes uh, Huckabee's ah. is the name of the store and it's about this person who works at the store who has like um I don't even know what you would call it like a epiphany I guess and they think yeah. they they hire these like private detectives to like look into things it's a very like almost like sci-fi movie um it's it's super bizarre, super graphic, way out there, like on the like cusp of <laughs> just being way too weird for normal people to watch. But um, Mark Mark Wahlberg is uh, he's more of a cameo than anything else. He probably is only in the movie uh, for like a total of like 10 minutes, but he's fucking hilarious. Nice. Yeah, that, that sounds like a movie right up my alley. Anything bizarre. Not. Yes. If my, if my wife's going to hate it, I'll probably like it. So. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense at the end. I'll yes, like that's exactly how I would describe it. It's such a weird movie. I Yeah, you definitely have to watch it. Let me know what you think. But sorry, that was a sidebar. So alternative <laughs> energy. The word so, petrol. Yes, it, it kind of set me off on that. I heart Huckabee's route. So how did you first get into alternative energy? Like what interested you in it? Like how did you first go down this well, journey? Yeah, so I I was thinking about this all week, and and one of the things that that um, really I kept coming back to was, so 
when I was a kid and growing up in the 80s, mm -hmm. I was really fearful of the next potato famine. And <laughs> I started to... You know, <laughs> no, I you were serious for a minute. Being, being Irish <laughs> from the island of Ireland. Mm -hmm. No, um, actually, it, it part of it is true. So I, growing up in the 80s, I used to watch too many sci-fi movies where mm -hmm. the apocalypse was coming. Yep. And, and I would have literally dreams of like nuclear mushroom clouds, yeah. you know, and everybody's running around and it's post-apocalyptic mm -hmm. uh, uh, times. And so, you know, one of the things that, that I, you know, always kind of carried with me is how can I be self-sustainable if mm. the shit hit the fan? Right. So I have, you know, my compound and, you know, everything that, that we've built <laughs> here mm -hmm. is is jokingly like um, some kind of really doomsday prep, which I'm not. You know, I, <laughs> I just I like I'm interested in self-sustainability. Right. But, you know, it always kind of goes back to, well, if I had to close off the compound and only <laughs> allowed certain people to mm -hmm. join my zombie apocalypse world, you know, how, how could we prep for for that day? But, you know, that's again it's 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 kind of a side joke but you know it, yeah i mean there's some it has a little bit of root in yeah. you know what would happen right if you were cut off from the grid yep. power grid goes down people go nuts you know yeah. and start looting everywhere and and uh you know so we you know through well, with the coronavirus and everything else it was like hmm are we getting close <laughs> so um we we started with the poultry farm, we've, we've been doing that for like eight years. My daughter yeah. was an FFA. And so we started working with chickens and everything else. Mm -hmm. And you and even then, sell the eggs at where you work. You and used I used to. to work together. Oh, yeah. of course, we're not in the office right now. Yeah. But yeah, we're pretty rotten by now. But no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we've uh, we've expanded into turkeys and, and geese and everything. Oh, else. shizzy, Bob, and, you have geese and turkeys now? Oh, we keep we've expanded the the uh, the 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 farm a wow. little bit since uh since the coronavirus stuff happened because <laughs> we were really bored yeah for the last 12 months so, so that's your coronavirus hobby is expanding uh, the poultry area of your yeah <laughs> your farm yeah doing doing a lot of projects around the house mm -hmm. building a bigger garden um you know learning how to grow things you know i i was a city boy so mm -hmm. um coming out to mason and and getting a plot of land and you know <laughs> trying to figure this all out was was something that i didn't really have on the life bucket list um but hey, we ended up you know landing some property when the last downturn of the economy happened and, mm -hmm. and we've just been messing around out here since but anyways you know the the so long story to get to <laughs> why alternative <laughs> energy um was really around the sustainability part so the one thing that i saw coming and i i still see coming is as we transition into more dependency on electricity and mm -hmm. electric vehicles are starting to become commonplace and petrol engines start to go away a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, you know, electricity rates are going to rise. You know, those those uh, consumers energy, I think yep. they just released and, and updated their by 12 percent. You know, the wow. state approved them to raise their rates 12 percent this January. And and so if you think about it, a lot of people are going to be charging electric vehicles. They're going to be dependent on the grid. They're going to need to maintain it. People are going to be charging electric vehicles at home, things mm -hmm. like that. So so the cost of electricity is going to go up. So one of the things that that I've always been pretty passionate about was really not burning the fossil fuels. Mm -hmm. So um, when we started looking at 
well, how could we take it a step further on the compound? <laughs> um, we, I, I was really interested in solar electricity, not so much wind, a lot of maintenance and wind turbines. We didn't mm. have a lot of wind here, got a lot of trees, but um, solar has come down enough to where we can, you can install a solar array. And is that just a group of solar panels? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, an array of, you know, pick your size solar panels mm -hmm. that, that have power um, and you can size it to typically a lot of the vendors will size it to your current workload that you're pulling from the grid. So they'll take your electric bill and they'll look at it Interesting. and, and they'll size your, your use to the solar panels. And, and so anyways, when we started looking at it, we, we live in the country, we have a lot of power outages. Yeah, and I didn't want to burn a diesel generator either, or a propane generator, yeah. because again, you're burning burning fuel, and it costs a lot. You know, you can go through a huge tank of propane if two days you had the power out. For two yeah. Days. Um. So the Tesla power walls were out, and that you know it was starting the snowball effect to buying into Uncle Elon's <laughs> ecosystem, kind of like Apple. Um, throwback to the 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 next podcast that hasn't published it but anyway um <laughs> yes the so, other ryan two yes. ryans both interested in <laughs> apple and alternative energy <laughs> so yeah so he's got a great ecosystem going on and yes. and um you know he's he's interested in doing a lot of the things that i'm interested in doing so i've i've He's not, you know, I don't praise him like a lot of the Tesla fanboys are on the internet. <laughs> going, you can't talk about Elon like that. You know, his kid's name is justified. <laughs> um, but we can't pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, we can't pronounce it. So we call him X. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, his his uh, his philosophy on, on where he wants to go with things is, is just interesting to me. So anyways. We started looking at the power wall. So a power wall is a big battery set mm -hmm. that powers your house. So you have your solar power. It's generated by the, the solar panels. It powers your house during the sun, mm -hmm. uh, while the sun, during the sun, hmm. <laughs> while the sun is out and, um, and then you make excess power. So, you know, if your house is only using one kilowatt and you're is putting out 12, 12 kilowatts. Yeah. It, 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 one kilowatt's not a lot. Okay. If you run your dryer <laughs> and you're running an electric water heater at the same time, you could be using 10 kilowatts okay. an hour well, by doing that. That's a fun story because Pablo and I actually lost power in our apartment one time because we were running the dryer and the dishwasher and something else of the vacuum at the same time. Oh, and it nice. just totally knocked out all of our power in our apartment. <laughs> <laughs> just pop pop the breaker because of the vacuum cleaner, huh? Yeah, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Must have been one of those old Kirby vacuums that takes like... <laughs> oh, no, it's a Dyson. Uh, you know, shout oh, yeah. out to my parents. One year for my birthday and Christmas are relatively close to each other. And I was like, I want one thing for my birthday and Christmas. And it's, it's a Dyson vacuum. <laughs> it's the apple of the vacuum cleaner. It really room. is. Yeah. Like, I probably had like really <laughs> shitty vacuums before that and it really does make a huge difference especially because we have a cat also i have a lot of hair pablo bitches about it constantly which is totally fair because i'm always shedding probably yeah. more so than the cat and it really does make a huge difference to have a good product <laughs> have you have you looked at some of the other dyson products no. so that this this fan behind me is a dyson oh. fan it's an air purifier <gasps> fan and then they make it in a heater model so um shut up we getting off of a fossil fuels at the house. One of the things that we were doing is electric heat and moving away from Ooh. propane heat. And so um, with the solar array, obviously we can do that and, and not burn propane. I don't think my propane furnace has turned on 
in a year because wow. we, we have geothermal now. But anyways, um, you are just all over with the alternative energy. That's so impressive. I, I can really geek out and nerd out on it. But <laughs> um, the, the Dyson fans are just great. They just work oh, and they, they monitor the the uh the the air quality in your room and they'll they'll turn on and turn off you know based on the air quality if you got a lot of stinky dogs in there it'll say (laughs) the air quality is poor and uh you know it'll it'll kick off and and start blowing but yeah it's great and the heater works great too it's amazing that's amazing i actually have been shopping around for an air purifier especially since we're in the rona times and may never exist outside of rona in our lifetimes i've been looking at air purifiers so that's really fascinating that you actually have one from dyson yeah they, there's um the newer models i think have the virus filter on them as well wow. and and so you know they 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 do a good job i i wouldn't buy another fan air purifier fan that wasn't a dyson just because We've had a, a, the older models, but they've been here three years and they've worked great. Everything's Wi-Fi enabled and you can monitor it and turn it on and off from your phone. That's so amazing. Cool. That's but, sweet. Internet of things. Uh, <laughs> yes. My house is Internet of things. <laughs> it's just censored up. Well, you, you know, kind of tying a little bit back to the solar power, you know, I one of the things I wanted to be able to do was adjust. So running at batteries at night and trying to not use any grid power. Mm-hmm. Um I adjust the, <laughs> using Alexa, I, I can adjust <laughs> and turn things on and off automatically. And so I, I, I typically, I think I've got 80% of the house wired that I can, wow. from my phone, turn, like hit the button and kill all the devices in the house power-wise. That's impressive. So in the in the event of a power outage, I can only run essential services like internet and heat and and uh water and wow. not have to worry about you know my son's gaming computer downstairs pulling <laughs> 1200 watts while he's downloading his next uh, steam game or whatever so right. um i can shut it all down with the click of a button but and you know, then you it, start it, to hear the screams yeah yeah <laughs> like we're having a power outage you gotta comply to the compound rules or you're out of here there you you'll, go. you'll be outside fending for yourself <laughs> with the zombies with the zombies and the rioters i do have one though um well first off i would say hank hill would be very disappointed i think he would go okay can who is that can you explain that i don't understand hank hill has his his tv show king of the hill that had like almost 20 seasons oh wow and he was a texas salesman of propane and propane accessories so listening to, to ryan right now would really you know Grind Bobby. his gears. He wouldn't be a big my, fan my of that. My business is going under, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think a good question that would come for a lot of people is like, they understand what solar energy is, but like, what is a novice's way of understanding what's actually happening? So like, mm. basically, yep. the sun is producing protons that are being absorbed by oh, the solar Boy. panel, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and and turning and turning the 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 sun rays and the, I I forget if it's UV or but it it's really turning that into electric power. So the the panels have a chemical reaction with the light and they turn it into DC volts. Or, um, and they combined in the array, you know, you can obviously amp up and uh, it, there's a lot of electronic speak that you could throw out there that that. Um, captures and and pushes from the array the electricity towards the house and then what we do is we store them in the batteries the excess but you know the house 
what comes with the array is um, kind of a grid gateway and mm -hmm. it'll it'll basically balances out your power. So the solar power, we have a 12 kilowatt system. And what that is, is just, you know, the number of panels, 300 watt, 330 watt panels times, I think, 39 equals oh, wow. 1200 kilowatts. So at the sun on a cloudless day at the highest peak, my array can do 1200, 12,000 kilo or yeah, 12 <laughs> kilowatts, which is 12,000 watts, you know, and, and do the math on that. Math is and hard. obviously, if I'm not charging the car and running the dryer and all that other stuff, mm -hmm. I'm only going to use probably a thousand of that. And so the other 11 kilowatts is going to go either into the batteries until they're full and then go back to the grid where I can sell it back. So wow. if you think I think of electricity like water, you know, and, and I'm putting 12,000 gallons of water from my array back mm -hmm. onto the grid or to my house where it needs it or into the batteries if they're low. When everything is charged up and I've used everything that I can use from my house, then it's going to go back to the grid and they pay me like a half of what they charge me for using electricity from the grid. Oh, wow. Um, but at least it, there's some payback in putting it back on the grid and they don't have, if my grid is, my array is powering <laughs> some part of the grid, my mm -hmm. neighbors can benefit from it and oh. they don't have to produce it. Um, that's from the power station that's probably run in either, you know, coal or, or, or uh, whatever they're using. Yeah, that's so. a that's an amazing piece of the solar energy that I mean, a, people, a lot of people don't think about. It's like, you know, we're trying to get away from using the grid's energy and use mm -hmm. our own. But not just that any access that we have that we can't even physically store. It's not like you stop using the panels. It's you just yeah. send it right back for everybody else to use. Yeah. The, even the electrons don't go getting, all over the ground. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> I mean, you, you might not be getting a ton out of it, giving it back to the grid, but I mean, it's so there, much more efficient and you're, you're giving back in a sense. Yeah. The, the utilities, you know, they, they cap and they regulate a lot of what consumer producers of electricity can do. And mm -hmm. so they don't, you know, they don't necessarily want everybody producing their own electricity because then at some point, you know, there's a balance of well, what do you need the grid for anymore if everybody's right. contributing to the grid in these little tiny substations, you know, and mm -hmm. and so they 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 regulate it um, to a point that you can only produce so much at, as a residential wow. solar array. And you have to justify it with the electric company to say, oh I produce, you know, I utilize 13 kilowatts on my regular basis. And so this is the type of system that I want to build. And they go, well, okay, you know, we'll give you this <laughs> permit so that you can do it. And, you know, there's a lot of back and forth with that. But, we, you know, we had a great uh, uh, partner that allowed us, you know, that, that knew obviously how to do it. Um, yeah, so a green panel was the one that we went with. So I obviously doing due diligence, quoted out all the providers in the area mm -hmm. that did solar arrays and worked specifically with Tesla power walls because that's Ooh. that was one of my things. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, they they came in and, and did a great job and and worked with me on it. And that's amazing. You know, they they actually worked with me on how I wanted to do it, which was great. So that's um, awesome. But yeah, it's it's been great so far. We've been running almost nine months now on it. Obviously, wintertime, the sun's lower in the sky, doesn't produce a whole lot. You yeah. got snow. I'm not climbing up there to <laughs> to brush off the snow off the solar array all the time. So right. the production you, is is low, but we're offsetting our bills during the summertime quite a bit and getting credits back. Do you um, have the solar panels on your roof? I, so we put them on the barn. We had a oh, nice okay. south okay. facing. Um, obviously, in Michigan, the sun is stronger from and rises and falls from the south. 
facing roof panels and mm -hmm. we had a big face to mount solar panels to that faces south so that's okay. where we put them and then we ran them to the house um trenched underground ran them to the house where we stored the batteries and where the utility connection is that's awesome i i wanted to ask you about this because i saw this online somewhere i know that tesla has actually created roofing that solar shingles yeah. yes thank you i couldn't yep. think of the word shingles um Tell me about those. Like, how did you decide to go with like the actual panels versus the shingles? Like, what's yeah, the difference? So, so the shingles that Tesla puts out, um, they, we didn't have in Michigan, um, didn't have a provider that did those yet. Mm. Um, when I did my quoting out of my my panels, mm -hmm. um, and you know the the you really got to think about location and what gets the most sun. And so my house has trees around it, mm -hmm. and so putting the solar shingles on the house. You know, I, I, it's a little bit, um, they have a great pricing model for, for Tesla. They really mm -hmm. want people to take advantage of solar. Which and is so awesome. they, they really have a great pricing model. So, um, but I, I didn't want, we just did our roof mm -hmm. and, and about four <laughs> years ago yeah. and I didn't want to rip it all off and, right. and, and lose that investment. So, yeah. um, that, that was one of the drivers of why, and we have a metal roof on the barn that's going to be around for a long time. So that's why we put the panels out there. So there was quite a few different reasons why we didn't go with that. But, you know, the the, the solar arrays that that Tesla, that Elon is putting out is Uncle great. Elon. Uncle Elon. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but the management of the the array all on your phone app, I can tell you exactly what I'm producing right now with the snow coming down. That's amazing. Um, and, uh, you know, I can tell you what I've done the past week, month, year, you know, and what I've saved over Crazy. time. Plus, I can see my battery charges. Um the one great thing about the 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 integration between the car charger and the car that I own, the, the, the Model spoiler S. alert, you have a Tesla. It, <laughs> yes, I bought it used because I, I don't have the cash to pay new for that yet. Totally. Fair. But I do have a pre-order for the Cybertruck. Um, I can't wait for that. So this was kind of a gateway vehicle moving into that. But anyway, mm -hmm. you can manage basically all the Tesla gear from the one app. And, and if the battery, if you lost power and you're running on battery power, it's smart enough to know don't charge with the car while you're running on battery power because wow. you're going to suck your battery dry um, That's and amazing. you need it for your house. So, yeah, they've, they've done a great job at uh, um, integration. And there's rumors that you might be able to use your Tesla vehicle at some point to power your house as an auxiliary battery for, wow. you know, if you run you know, low on, on your power wall battery, you can then, you know, backfeed from your car, but I imagine that's going to be a little ways off, but that's yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. They, they're really that the way that again, you know, when I was looking for an electric vehicle, I really liked all of the little niche things, kind of like what Apple does and what Dyson does, you know, they, they really put a lot of thought into their, in how they deliver things mm -hmm. and Tesla did. And, uh, I, you you could look, I'm a Mustang guy. So, you know, I was excited about the Mach-E, but first generation products, you know, Ford's first foray, <laughs> maybe not take the gamble on that. Yeah. Um, wait Tesla's till Gen 2 comes out. Yeah. What's that? Tesla's been doing it a while. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they've done a great job and they, they like to have fun. That's another thing I like, you know, mm. I, 
they, they have all these toolboxes in the car. Like you can play asteroids while you're sitting there charging and watch <laughs> Netflix. You know, it, it's all built into the big screens that they have. Um, awesome. You can make the blinkers fart when you turn the corner <laughs> and, and you can choose the fart noises that happen. And... That sounds like something Pablo would be into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just, a company likes to have fun, you know, and, and mm-hmm. let their consumers have fun. It's not all straight laced and, you yeah. know, oh boy, people are going to cancel us if, you know, we, we, do, we do something amazing like that, but <laughs> not worried about it. Yeah. Uncle Elon. Uncle, Uncle Elon. You know, we're happy to have him on the podcast anytime. Yeah. <laughs> Get him like Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, I do have some questions about the Tesla vehicle yeah. that you yeah. have. One of the things that Ryan S. mentioned in our previous episode was the infrastructure that's required to have electric vehicles. So he talked yep. about how he is interested in getting an electric vehicle. But for example, where he lives up to where his parents live, he couldn't even make one full trip to get to his parents' house with an electric vehicle. So can you talk about that? Like, how are you personally yeah. using your electric vehicle? like do you see some of those problems yourself well so actually um so the model s that i have is a 2016 Mm -hmm. um it it only has about 240 miles worth of range fully charged okay and so what we've noticed is that it's our favorite travel car and and i'll tell you why um the supercharging network through at least michigan and and um other areas of the country takes you off the highway Okay. And so, you, you know, you, you can take a break for 20, 30 minutes. You can go to a small town. You can go to Claire. So we, we mm-hmm. took it first two weeks after I bought it. We took it up to Mackinac City, Traverse City, and just drove wow, north and, and drove around. And um, what's great about it is the, the supercharging network. It knows, obviously, how many chargers are out there, where they're at, how many people are charging at any given point in time. Mm-hmm. And so when you put in a destination and you don't have enough battery to get there, it'll tell you, well, you know, stop and clear, charge for 20 minutes. You don't need to sit there for 45 and, and yeah. get fully baked. Um, <laughs> wait, <laughs> fully charged. Um, you you can uh, just charge up for 10 minutes or 20 minutes, mm-hmm. get enough charge to get you to, you know, where Mackinac City, where, yeah. where, you know, you can then plug in and charge for the 40, full 40 minutes if you're staying the night there. And so it'll actually plan your trip and tell you where to stop and for how long to stop. And um, a lot of the the um, infrastructure for at least Tesla supercharging network in Michigan is um, in Meyer parking lots. So another sponsor for the podcast, Meyer, (laughs) Um, they've done a great job at partnering with Meyer. So you can while you can plug in and for 30 minutes go in and you know, go use the bathroom at Meyer and, you know, grab a snack. Yeah. It's on clearance on the back aisles, you know, do whatever. (laughs) Um, But I, you know, when we started doing that in the summertime, we noticed a lot of folks at the Tesla superchargers, you know, they pull out the camping chairs and they sit right in front of their car and, and uh, you know, they just, they, they read on their phones, you know, they watch something on Netflix or whatever. And, and I, I think personally that you're going to have another similar industry for charging yeah. That is a little bit better where once, you know, Rona goes away, you can actually have entertainment, you know, that is timed for your charging. That's amazing. Time while you're sitting there and, you know, whether it's 20 minutes or 40 minutes or however mm-hmm. long you need, 
people that are thinking ahead with these charging stations, a mm -hmm. lot of restaurants, obviously, but, you know, if, if you get creative with the activities that are built around the charger, you know, that it, there's a, there's an industry there. I yeah, think. for sure. I um, mean, it's like the gas stations when you're getting your gas, some of the gas stations have those stupid videos you have to watch. Yeah. It's, it's a captive audience and, yep. and it's a lot longer than the five minutes to fill up. You yep. know, it's, it, it could be up to 45 minutes and, mm -hmm. you know, if you had an arcade, you know, a retro arcade yes. or, you know, you, how many pubs, you know, how many beers can you slam in 40 minutes? <laughs> right. It, it, Pablo would I mean, love that because I'm the driver well, of the family. <laughs> well, but if you think about it, the Teslas drive themselves. So, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah, they do? True. Even the electric vehicles drive themselves? Yeah. Well, so there's with, with the Teslas, you have autopilot, which is keeping you in the lane. It'll switch lanes. It'll do automatic speed up, speed down on oh, automatic wow. cruise. Um, and it'll go around curves and, and go, and then you have full self-driving, which it'll actually navigate city streets and lights and Holy everything cow. else. And you just basically, you know, be prepared to take over at any point in time is what they tell you. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so you keep your hands on the wheel and it'll yell at you if you take your hands off the wheel. <laughs> um, and, and it, it has to sense pressure every once in a while, but it will drive itself. And, wow. and they, they just released the, you know, near production software for full self-driving after like six years of development. And so, you know, what I'm looking forward to is as I get older and crazier and less <laughs> attentive to the road, um, you know, having a vehicle that keeps me safe, keeps me in the lane, you know, and, and uh, you know, so on and so forth, you know, there's, there's a whole nother industry around that where, They've talked about you could take your car and farm it out autonomously mm -hmm. as a cab, oh, wow. as like an Uber or whatever. And then it just comes home when it's ready to charge <laughs> and you just plug it in and charge it up. And, you know, it, the car knows where to go when people hail it and it's mm -hmm. fully autonomous. You know, maybe that's 10 years down the road. Right. Who knows? Well, I mean, that's fascinating because I know Uber semi recently has come under fire because they've been trying their autonomous vehicles that drive themselves. And um, someone died, I think, in Arizona from a vehicle that um, hit a pedestrian. So the way that you're describing it, it sounds like Tesla has kind of worked around that where it's like, hey, like you can't just not pay attention to what you're doing while you're driving. Like you still need to have your hands on the wheel. You still need to be prepared to stop. So that's super fascinating. Yeah. And, and really a lot of what they're doing with the autopilot today and the full cell driving today is, is gathering data. Mm. So they're, they're literally mapping every road on the U S and every situation for, for analysis, you know, wow. people walking out in front of the car and deer and everything else yes. that happens to you while you're driving yep. and, and they're gathering all that information. And right now, you know, you have to be a part of that situation while you're driving because, you know, it's the computer is not smart enough yet <laughs> to to react to those situations. And so but it's also recording what how you react yeah. so that it can build its model better. And this, you know, this goes into the artificial intelligence stuff that's yes. coming down the pipe. If you think about the Tesla semi, a lot of the uh, long haul truckers that are out there, they, mm -hmm. you know, they're they're basically sitting behind a wheel on a long highway for you know six to eight hours a day yeah um if you can take seven hours of that stress away from that long-haul trucker mm -hmm. and autonomous you know make the semi drive itself and and they just have to 
intervene when something happens, you know, that's, it's another advantage to a trucker. Maybe you're not as tired when you get done with a a long haul. You can do a longer Um, trip because you've had breaks. Yeah. You can take breaks, mental breaks, and you don't have to focus on the roads. I mean, I, I will say, you know, I don't, (laughs) my uncle, when he got in the car, he was, I turned on the self-driving just to show him. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was like, turn that. I mean, he was like completely <laughs> freaked out. Yeah. He's like, I don't want anything taken over for me. You know, and he Is was that totally. How he sounds? <laughs> yeah. My Uncle Bill, he, even though he's from Michigan, he lived in Texas for like a year, but he's never dropped his Texas draw. So he's like, what are you doing? You know, and it's like, new fangle machine. <laughs> but that's like a really good point because, I mean, I personally like to think that truck drivers are already kind of in a situation where Mm -hmm. they're kind of sleeping with their eyes open in a sense like that's Mm -hmm. that's a long haul you do that day after day after day it's so mundane like you're kind of on autopilot internally already Mm -hmm. so to have like that as a backup is an amazing thing especially for that industry outside of someone that like makes a trip once every two weeks to go see family or something like that yeah, we we when we first took the trip up north, and then we we uh, last weekend actually we drove to Muskegon and we we took the Tesla, and it's mentally pleasing mm. to put on autopilot on the highway and mm-hmm. just let it you know correct, keep it within the lines, slow mm-hmm. down when a car's coming up. You just you hit the blinker, and it's like okay, and it changes lanes. It knows when there's no cars are are coming up on on your blind sides because it's wow. got sensors all over. Um, and it'll go ahead and it'll pass and then it'll cut back. Oh, you know, you put on the blinker and it'll it go, okay, I'll cut back over and get into the, the slow lane again. Well, it, and it knows how to do all that. And it's just, you, you don't have the stress of, you know, fighting the car the entire trip. Mm. So yeah, will it flip people off for you when they're driving like idiots? No, you can put on the <laughs> fart blinkers, but they can't hear it. Because um, I would need that. That would be a necessity. There, There is one thing on autopilot that you can do, and it's called uh, cowbell. And it'll it, <laughs> Rainbow Road is the actual function. But you remember Mario Kart and the uh-huh. Rainbow Road? Oh, yeah. Yep. So on, on the display is your car, and it's always showing you vehicles around you while you're driving. Mm-hmm. And um, it'll turn on Rainbow Road. So the Rainbow Road will go underneath the car while you're driving, and then it'll start playing the, the cowbell um, scene from Saturday Night Live when you're talking <laughs> about Will more Ferrell. cowbell. Yeah, and yep. it'll sit there and play Blue Oyster Cult. And, go, dur, dur, dur. <laughs> and, and it, it's funny for the first time, but then you got to turn it off because it gets annoying after. You're a while. like, that's too much Don't Fear the Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. That's amazing. But again, it's one of those little nuanced things that is, it's just, it's, it's cool that they thought about it yeah. just to add a little tweak. Yeah. So, I mean, they have a fireplace, like you can turn on while you're charging, you can hit fireplace and it'll have a little fire burning on your <laughs> display and you can, you know, pretend to sip wine or whatever with your mm-hmm. loved one or uh, anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, I have a question for you. Like you talked earlier about getting off the grid and obviously yep. from the way that you've described it, the grid is actually like a physical thing that captures energy. Um, but obviously when people think about the zombie apocalypse and the, you know, nuclear bombs and all of the craziness happening in the world, like off the grid has really become a phrase that's referenced like not being trackable but in the way that you've described tesla like they're capturing a lot of data about you so how do you feel i'm a bit of a hypocrite on that yeah (laughs) but it sounds like you don't feel bad about the fact that tesla is capturing so much information about where you go and what you do and where you're charging yep and and you know to 
I look at it and as long as they can keep my privacy, because I, I'm a huge fan of like getting rid of Facebook because mm -hmm. it like knows, like you go on Amazon and you look at, yep. you know, panini makers. And then all of a sudden <laughs> Facebook's like, Whoa, look at all these awesome panini makers. And it's like, <laughs> you know, quit spying on me. But, um, <laughs> but I, I, I look at like the Tesla stuff as you're, you're, you're building the future. You're yes. offering your anonymous data to make potentially the, the world a little bit better with mm -hmm. it. And, you know, being a tech guy, yeah, I, I'd love to, my passion for getting off the grid is to get away from fossil fuels. Yes. But I love the internet and I love <laughs> what you can do being connected. So it, there's a little bit of a, a, there's a balance conflict there mm -hmm. um, because I, you know, I, I think the information in its purest form from the internet is very helpful. Um, it's just, you have a lot of companies out there that like to monetize it and, and, uh, you know, sell make the market it dirty. Together, right? yeah. yeah. Make it, they, they make the internet dirty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you don't have to share how much your used Tesla was, but do you feel like Teslas are becoming more, what's the right word? Like, like the normal off the street person could purchase yeah. an electric vehicle. Yeah, so you have you have several models now to choose from. So the Model S was more like um, a luxury car when it first came out. It okay. was priced around eighty, ninety grand, depending on wow. what battery size, what performance you got. Mm -hmm. I will say, performance models of all the Teslas are killer on your insurance. So I didn't get the performance model because I didn't want to pay three hundred extra dollars a month <laughs> oh, shit. just to get That's to zero lot. to sixty in two seconds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can get there in four and you really can't tell the difference. So um, my wife hates it because you can really throw people in the back to the back of their seat and, and make it feel like the roller coaster at Cedar Point. Yep. You know, the the top fuel dragster where you just, <laughs> you know, and throw them back G-force wise. You can make that happen in a Tesla just because of the torque. But um, you don't need the performance model unless you're like rich and got money to burn. But um, but like they so they have their Model S. They have their Model Three, mm -hmm. they have their which is the the consumer. It, it's a lower cost consumer model, but still has a lot of the functionality. Yeah. Then you have the X, which is a, a crossover version of the luxury S. Mm -hmm. And then you have the Y, which is a crossover version of the Model Three, which is the more economical version. And then you put it all together, and S three X Y spells <laughs> sexy. Yeah. Oh. So, anyways. That's smart. Um, yeah. Perhaps it, to their marketing team. Their marketing team is great. But, <laughs> you know, it. the Model 3s are less than 50 grand now, you know, depending on what your configuration is. Full self-driving is is a premium thing. Yeah. And it's tough to pay up for it when it's not fully baked yet. Yeah, for um, sure. But, you know, that money does go into the R&D of it. Um, research and development. Yeah. Okay. Research and development. Just making Sorry sure. <laughs> You come from the tech field. I know the acronyms yeah. are a part of it. I just wanted to make sure I knew what that meant. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it, it's really um, it, it, mine. Uh, it's used. It has a lot of miles on it. But what what's interesting about electric vehicles is the maintenance. So you don't have mm. the the full wear and tear of a combustible engine. Okay. And and so belts, oil, you know, all that stuff doesn't exist on on an electric vehicle. You have right. A closed coolant system that keeps the batteries and the and the electric motors cool, mm -hmm. but the only thing you're really filling up is the windshield wiper fluid. We're doing and, that a lot so, these days in winter in Michigan. <laughs> yeah, and and so when you when you're driving an electric vehicle, 
you you obviously have to charge it, but everything is pretty much maintenance free. Okay. And and closed and systems and so brake pads, you know, you have to think about. But right. again, with electric vehicle, you're regenerating energy as you're slowing down, and so mm-hmm. you're not using the brake pads as much as you would on a regular vehicle that's you know trying to start stop the inertia of a vehicle slowing yeah. down that you know has a has a combustible engine in it. So driving a car with uh, this electric vehicle with 70,000 miles on it mm-hmm. brought the price down, but it felt like a brand new car. Yeah. And it still was tight on the curves. It's, you know, it didn't make a ton of weird noises, <laughs> you know, it, and, and Tesla has a great warranty on their battery and their powertrain, which is, you know, uh, I think 120,000 miles in eight years. And That's so I, I got basically at its half-life, I got the car for a lot less than what you pay for new. That's um, good. But also, you know, I, I still got to, you know, get my gateway drug into the Tesla ecosystem <laughs> with this Model S. Um, you know, it's got a lot of cool features where where the the side mirrors fold in and, you know, all the door handles recess so people can't get in and, and mess with the car. And it's got a lot of tweaky things like that. But, you know, they just they've done a good job at just kind of thinking through the, the user experience of driving yeah. a car. So I think. One of the things that electric vehicles have come under fire for maybe even many years ago was the idea of batteries. Like when we yep. think about like double A batteries, triple A batteries, like those yeah. don't last forever. And what do yeah. you do with a battery when it's dead? You throw it the fuck away. I mean, I yeah. know we're supposed to recycle them, but normal person is throwing them away. So has that improved over the years? Is that still a concern? Like, can yep. you talk so, about that a little? R- range anxiety is a thing. You know, and and especially if you're one that doesn't like your phone to be like less than twenty percent, and you start to oh, like yeah, that's you know me. jitter. Yep, yeah. When and and I need to find a charger. <laughs> it, it's real in a car, um, you know. But I, Tesla again, and I imagine other EV manufacturers are going to follow suit. They mm-hmm. do a great job at letting you know where you're at battery wise, mm. and so if you're going to make it home or not is obviously <laughs> an interesting question, um, and. You know, it'll tell you. We we drove around from Jackson to West Lansing yesterday, and you know, it, it got to a point where you know, after being on the road a couple hours, it was like, you know, you you can still make it home with twenty percent battery, right? Or if you want, you know, there's a charger up at um, NCG in North Lansing, mm-hmm. and uh, and and you know, we just drove home and charged. But it's it's the battery technology is improving. They just talked about and and recent probably midsummer last year they talked about their next generation batteries that have obviously larger capacity charge faster mm-hmm. last longer they're yep. on a mission for like a million mile battery so Love if it. you think about if you think about battery technology lasting charging and discharging and charging and discharging for millions of you know a million miles mm-hmm. on a vehicle right now you know a lot of the the cases they talked about Tesla's you know with 400,000 miles on them you know, they've had to replace the battery once throughout that lifetime of the car at a, yeah. at a cost. Um, but, you know, they're, they're hoping to get a million miles out of a battery at some point. So like right. the, the, the Cybertruck, when it comes out, <laughs> is supposed to be like 500 miles for a charge. That's amazing. And have a larger capacity so you can tow and do more right. you know, heavy, heavy duty things with it. Which you need for um, the compound. Which, yeah, right. You know, if you, <laughs> again, in the days when there's no gas, you know, <laughs> I can I can use my solar panels to charge my truck and then yep. I can go on uh, supply runs yep. and, and fend off the uh... <laughs> just run over the zombies. Yeah, and, and ain't run no over thing. The zombies. Right. Yeah, it's, bullet, it's bulletproof, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, like so, 
these battery engine cars basically have been around for what, like 20 years or so, but really common in the last 10 years, really mm-hmm. normally sent out for more, you know, people with higher availability to pay really expensive amount of money to buy these vehicles. Like, what do you think the vision is? I mean, at the end of the day, we want it so the general consumer can yes. buy a yep. car like that and get yep. away from petroleum. Like, what do you think the vision is for all these different companies collectively to get it to that point where people aren't buying, you know? Well, I, I know Uncle Elon is on a sub $20,000 <laughs> electric car. He's, wow. he's on a journey for that. That's so he wants to make electric vehicles cost effective for everybody. Yeah. Um, if you look at GM announcing they're going to be electric, all electric vehicles by 2035. It's not that um, far away. I think it's not that far away. It's like, you know, 14 years away that you get rid of combustible engines for, for wow. most daily driver use. I mean, and, and what's, what's interesting about that is, you know, if you, if you looked at some of the pictures of, of the globe around the globe, when the pandemic started and everybody went into quarantine, like, mm-hmm. you know, you look at the rivers of Venice and you, you saw how clean yep. they got just, just from people, you know, not driving yep. and, you know, you saw cities smog go away, you know, that, that, that could be a pretty big impact. But, you know, you have the trade-off of the electric grid yep. that you now depend on to do stuff yep. and how they power that grid. And, and you know, having millions of cars not producing emissions all the time, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see how the world recovers yeah. um, right. and, and, and if we can stop. But at the end of the day, like, electricity is still primarily powered through fossil fuels so right. it's not like we don't mm. still have an issue it's just right. you gotta go one step in front of the other before yeah. you can start evaluating like okay now we got everybody using batteries now what can we do to improve that and i mean like you said we're already seeing so many improvements in so many areas yeah, in regards in just to just like emissions years. yeah right yeah and and you know what some argue that the cobalt needed to make lithium-ion batteries mining the cobalt now is just as bad as mining coal you know and <laughs> and and they're looking at alternative battery technologies right it's and fascinating um, the uh I'm trying, i keep drawing a blank every time i think about it it's the uh, hydrogen fuel cell cars right mm. hydrogen fuel cell another alternative energy <laughs> is um a chemical reaction that produces electricity and and it's it's exhaust is water and and it's really just you know a hydrogen reaction mm-hmm. run across a, a kind of a battery like module fuel cell and then you know you get some hydrogen and a little bit of water as your as your runoff. I feel like and I'm back that, in chemistry class. Power, what's that? I feel like I'm back in chemistry class. I got to see in that class just so you know. So <laughs> yeah. So you know, if you if you think about that, I mean, it, my only concern with hydrogen fuel cells is how how bad is water going to be as a mm. natural resource in its in its. Um, is it going to be like gold at some point where people <laughs> with the most water wins, right? There's so many different in the compound. Yeah, there's right. so many different post-apocalyptic scenarios <laughs> that you need to start preparing for, Ryan. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that, to that point, if that's what they're letting off is water, are we just going to have floods all the time? If that was the <laughs> yeah. way we went, like too much water, <laughs> we, <laughs> we need to get much. rid of it. <laughs> yeah. oh, good thing, yeah, all with the with the ice caps melted and, and all these cars dumping water everywhere. Well, Ryan, before we wrap up, is there anything else that you want us and our listeners to know about alternative energy? Uh, well, I, you know, I do think that, you know, thinking about how you use your electricity today and and knowing that at some point those rates could go up 
mm-hmm. and planning for that is probably a, a good thing down the road. Yeah. And and if 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 you can reduce, I, I put a lot of money into the the smart home features, not because I wanted Alexa to flip my lights on and off, and and <laughs> so I didn't have to get out of bed. Um, I wanted to be able to monitor my usage as well. So I know mm-hmm. how much my monitor on my desk is using yep. my washer machine when I do my wash. Um, <laughs> I, I know what the electricity usage is and it, there's a, there's a lot of knowledge that comes from that. Yeah. And you know, your electric dryer draws a lot of electricity. You could switch to a heat pump technology that the Europeans embrace really, really good because it's mm. conser- it conserves and runs about half of what normal electric dryers do it's today. Amazing. And it doesn't have to exhaust outside all that heat. Right. You know, there's there's little changes that you can make throughout your life that don't cost a ton of money. Because another misconception is you got to pay a lot of money to not use electricity, which, yeah. you know, there, there there's adjustments that you can make along the way. But, you know, prepping for increased energy usage in some areas, hopefully people take steps to reduce energy in other areas and it balances out. That's awesome. So we can all play a part in alternative energy, even if you're not buying a a Tesla. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We all have a role to play. You don't have to buy a Tesla. That's awesome. But at some point, you know, everybody will have access to some of these technologies because the cost is going to come down and it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see. Yeah, for sure. Well, right now. People playing bumper cars. (laughs) I could definitely see Pablo and Rupert doing that. (laughs) (laughs) electric bumper cars. Well, Ryan, I want to thank you so much for being here today. It's been fascinating. I feel like I have learned so much about alternative energy and I'm already ready to buy a Tesla. You've already sold me. So thanks, Uncle Elon. Yeah. (laughs) If you do, here's my my referral code. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks so much, Ryan. It's been a joy. All right. Take care. Peace. 